welcome to the Rome podcast. And this, welcome to the Rome podcast. Thanks for joining me. And this week, I don't have a guest with me, but I just wanted to give you guys a bit of an update on you know everything that's been going on with the build. A lot has happened recently, and I've been doing quite a few trips. But yeah, things have been a bit hectic now again at work. And I just thought I'd give you guys a little bit of an update of what's going on and everything. And um, yeah. So as most of you all know, I recently put on the rooftop tent. I did the suspension and the car went in for a service. And then that same day I left for a trip immediately. So it's been a bit of a, a bit of a shakeup in terms of the norm and all that stuff. But I've managed to have enough trips in a short space of time to be able to use everything quite well put it to the test and you know I thought now would be a nice time to talk about you know how I feel about some of the changes we've made and so I know some of you wanted to find out a little bit more about you know the rooftop tent and how the chimney handles with it and everything and I'll be honest before I put the suspension on it really wasn't that great I could feel how top heavy it was the steering didn't feel great you know it would really the, the standard suspension struggled quite a bit with that extra weight So I would advise if you are going to be putting on a rooftop tent, you are going to be loading up the roof, I would advise definitely doing a bit of a suspension upgrade, getting something that's a little bit more firm and a bit more robust. Uh, It'll definitely help with the safety of the vehicle. And yeah, I mean, when, like I said, the car went in for a service, but everything went pretty well. But they did find a little bit of water in the front diff, which I would assume would have come from at Henops when I'd just gotten the car. So it wasn't uh, too big of a deal, but they had to do a factory diff oil replacement anyway for the first service. I think it's at about 10,000 or 15,000 Ks. That was mandatory. Um, apparently there was a kind of whirring noise that was that was had in some of the car's transmissions, and it was fixed by changing the diff oil somehow. So... That was a mandatory change anyway, so I was quite lucky there that they put in some fresh diff oil part of the service, so that was quite nice. Otherwise, everything else in the car is looking really good. Obviously, you know, putting the new suspension on, the dealership wasn't super happy with, you know, doing it. They don't really enjoy doing uh, lifts and all of that stuff on the cars, but, you know, I put I put Suzuki Kalami to the challenge, and I said, look, this kit is well rated, it's well reviewed by a lot of people. And the guys who put this kit together, you know, the guys at Dassault 4 by 4 in Durban, they are in love with Germany's. They live and breathe Germany's and off-roading and 4 by 4 and everything. So, like, who better to trust, you know, with something like this than them? And, you know, Linton is a legend. He's, you know, super helpful with the whole process and... Um, helped with all the, you know, kind of little installation tips and tricks and stuff like that for us while we were doing that. So it took a little bit longer than usual, but I mean, now we've, we've done it, you know, so the technicians also know, you know, how to, how to do it properly now, especially with the new Jimny. Not too many people have lifted their new Jimny's yet. And there's a couple things that are different that need to be sorted out. So one thing we have kind of uh, figured out is that we're going to do extended brake lines. We Look, we knew we, we would need to, but... It was also like, it's just on the borderline. So it's recommended to do the extended brake lines if you're doing a 40 mil lift anyway, because just for safety, just so you have that peace of mind. So the extended brake lines are going to be arriving soon, which is cool. 
And then there's also, I was chatting to Linton at DeSol and he mentioned that he doesn't think that the design of the Wild Dog um, radial cup protectors is, uh, it hasn't included all of the essential mechanical components that are needed. You actually need spaces and stuff like that to prevent any extra wear and tear on the on the radial bushings and stuff like that. So they're also going to send me a set of those to to try out on the new Jimny and you know see if I get a little bit better performance and a little bit less noise in certain situations because I do find that the radial cup protectors can they can come loose and they can you know cause a bit of noise in the suspension and that um, you know under certain situations. So that's also going to be nice to to kind of swap those out and see how that goes. And then, yeah, the new suspension kit has been really nice. It's actually changed the on-road, like, around town performance incredibly. Like, I drive around like a little speed racer. Well, not I don't go fast, but, I mean, when I see speed bumps, I'm like, I am the king. <laughs> and it handles them so, so well. So it's really, it's like got a nice firm controlled ride it's not too soft it's not too hard it's not chattering my teeth it's it's very nice it's very well balanced i think they've done a good job finding a good compromise between something that's that's incredible on road um and still like performs really well off road so so far it's been really good i'm super happy with that they're busy working on um new coils now as well which i'm super excited for which are going to be even better quality now. So by the sounds of it, they're using a, a more high-end technique of manufacturing and treating the coils. So it should reduce things like sag and it should control, you know, allow them to last a lot longer. So that's going to be epic because as far as I know, the kind of companies that use that technology on their coils is, you know, the likes of like Old Man Emu and you know, there's really the really expensive high-end suspension manufacturers. So I think that's going to be quite cool to see, especially coming from like a local company and, you know, uh, like a, you know, it's Linton and his dad. They're, you know, it's a family business. So what I really, I really enjoy like working with guys like that because the reason why they do it is not because they have board members to, you know, appease and, you know, they have these, you know... <laughs> it's them. It's just them. It's just like they do this because they love it and it's their business and their passion. So uh, I'm really digging working with them. It's super cool. I can phone Linton at any time and be like, bro, like, you know, what about this and this and this? You know, I'm having a little bit of issue here and here. And, you know, they've got so much experience and they really know what they're doing. So it's really cool to have that kind of support system with everything Jimny related. So that's been something unexpectedly cool that's come out of all of the you know kind of sponsors and all that stuff so that's been really awesome um yeah and i mean let's talk about the uh that rooftop tent a little bit hey the easy on blade wow that has revolutionized my camping life and i know there's a lot of controversial kind of opinions about it and a lot of people who think I'm stupid for putting a rooftop tent on. They think I'm crazy. They're like, what are you doing? That's not the spirit of Jimny's. That's not, yeah, maybe to a certain degree. But this new Jimny is, is something so exciting. And it's such a fun platform to work with because it can literally become anything. 
And I think that's something that, you know, the diehard Jimny fans also have to come to terms with now, is that it's not just that little 4x4 anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's all grown up. It's it's really quite something special now. And, and yeah, maybe the rooftop tent's a bit overkill. But it's awesome. Like, it's really awesome. And I think I've also managed to turn a couple of people. I think I've managed to convince them, oh, you can actually do this with the new Jimny now. And it's not as ridiculous as it may seem. Because so far, I've done actually three camping trips now in the past month with the rooftop tent. I've really put it to the test. And it's been really, really nice. There's, a, there's one or two little niggly things. It's not necessarily even with the tent. It's just the process of having a rooftop tent that if I could skip, I would. You know, so I'm going to try to find workarounds for them. The one is the, the ladder, having to pull the ladder in and out every single time I would want to get into and Well, not every single time I want to get in the tent. Every time I set up the tent and have to break down the tent. So, yeah, so I'm just trying to find an alternative way to get around that. Maybe if I could have a permanently fixed ladder on the vehicle that I could then climb in and out of the tent with, that might be an answer. Uh, then I can leave the ladder at home and I can just use that on-vehicle ladder. It's set up all the time. That would save me time with setting up and breaking down my campsite every time. And it would also just give me a little bit of extra room in the tent, which would be great because at the moment I feel like I'm, ha- I'm packing it a little bit too full and I'm having to put a bit too much pressure to close it. And I, I don't know if that'll be healthy in the long run, and especially on really long trips on long corrugated roads and things. I don't want to put extra wear and tear on the tent that is unnecessary. So if I could figure something out for that, that would be really cool. So that's definitely something I'm going to be looking at. And yeah, our draw system, the draw system now has been taking its time um, to get done. Because I just haven't had time to get the car through to Bush Tech. Um, you know, in the beginning I had a spare vehicle that I was using in the meantime, but that broke down unfortunately. So I've only been using the Jimny for my daily driver. So I just like, I don't have a week off of work without my car to be able to leave it at Bush Tech for them to do the work that they need to do. So that's taking a little bit longer than I'd anticipated. But we're about to get the new, well, the other little car fixed. So then at least I have my run around, uh, you know, for a couple of days that I can leave the car at Bush Tech and we can make some good progress on the rest of the mods. Because, I mean, we've got the draw system and we've got to do the, you know, the storage boxes and all of that stuff. So there's still a lot of good work that needs to happen there. And it's going to really affect the the lifestyle of camping with the Jimny quite a lot. Um, especially the secret changes, which I haven't announced yet. Or maybe I have, I don't, I don't know, but I'm not going to talk about it if I, I'm not certain about it. So, um, But when those changes come around, that's going to be really, really epic. Really epic. And then, yeah, I wanted to... I wanted to talk about some hypotheticals. Um, some crazy things that I've been thinking of doing. Because I've been thinking about the Jimny a lot, like, and what it is, and, you know, where is it going to be in a year's time, and, and where's, what's going to be happening with Rome over landing in a year's time, and all that stuff. So I know that there is a big show happening in September. 
uh, a 4x4 show. So there's a lot of work that needs to get done before then. And I would like to have the vehicle on show for then as well. So I'm thinking of going to... If I can get a manufacturer, a tire manufacturer to work with me, I would put on 235, 75, 15 mud terrains on the Gemini. If I can get a tire manufacturer to work with me. I've been wanting General Grabber to, you know, to do something with General Grabber. I just don't know the right people and just seem to be like trying to communicate with them over social media and everything is just a dead end. So... By any chance, if anyone knows anyone at General Grabber, I'd love to be able to have a conversation with them and maybe do something cool um, because I really want to put the General Grabber X3s on the Jimny. I think that would be super awesome. And I think that would be because it's not just that that I want to do. And the other changes that I want to do aren't going to happen anytime soon. It's going to take a while, um, but I want to do dropped gears in the diffs just to give me a little bit better gearing but from what I've heard is that the dropping the gears drops them quite a lot so you need to counteract that with a bigger tire to balance it out because I feel like at the moment even going just to the two one five seventy fives I can't use fifth gear like I can in certain situations but it's really not it's really not nice it's very weak and I feel like Having a bit more torque would really help with highway driving and it would just feel a bit nicer to be able to drive in fifth. I think I might even get, I won't get better fuel consumption because obviously dropping gears, bigger tires, mud terrains, all that stuff, it's not going to help me necessarily in that department. But I think the overall feeling of the vehicle will be better. I'll feel like I'm using the entire gearbox. Um, it'll also help with the low range performance of the car. So I do feel like it could benefit from just having the RPM, especially in, in low first, having it a, a bit more accessible. Having a little bit higher RPM for A, resistance going downhill, and you know B, just having a bit more torque going uphill. Because I do also want to, at some point, put on um, dual air lockers, front and back. I would probably start with just putting lockers on the rear. But if I could get front and back sorted out, that would be cool. So, so I do want to put air lockers front and back because there were some situations on the Three Provinces Trail and, and what I've experienced through my off-roading with the new Jimny uh, and, and generally what I've seen with all Jimnies, there isn't a hell of a lot of torque and there isn't a hell of a lot of power. So what happens is when you're running a traction control system, like you have to like rev the engine to spin the wheels to grip, to, you know what I mean, to get traction, and it's like a jerking motion, and it just doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel good for the mechanics, it doesn't feel good or safe when you're driving, especially on crazy inclines and things like that, so to have something like locked axles, it's just going to allow you to just have a bit more control behind the wheel, and a bit more control going through the wheels, and it's really going to pay to have good articulation, and to have that control, that when you're revving the engines, you're not spinning the wheels, you are pushing power through all four wheels at the same time, you know, in a controlled manner. So I think that would just, I would feel more confident off-road, and I think it would be probably a bit safer, especially with having, you know, all the extra weight on the roof. 
with that movement. You don't want any like sharp jerking movements that are out of your control. Put it this way, it works well with a traction control system, but I just want that extra level of control. And if I can do it, and I can get it installed and go through that process, why not? So I think, you know, I'm going so far with this build now that I'm getting to the point where I'm like, cool, why not put 235.75s on? Why not drop the gears? Why not put air lockers? You know, I've got a rooftop tent on, I've got an awning, I've got all these other things. Why not, you know, continue the thing and make it the ultimate micro-overlander? That was the goal from the beginning. It, I just didn't realize that I would actually start to reach that goal. Um, I just set the, I had the dream and I was like, cool, I want to do this thing. And I just started moving in that direction. And then things just started happening around that to make that happen. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I've already exceeded my expectations. So now it's kind of like, cool, now we're playing in the world of what if. And it's kind of possible that that's going to happen. So in the short term, though, some things that I'm looking at putting on the Jimny, um, definitely looking at doing lights and then doing the winch. I've been having a look at the worn... Was it a Pro Vantage 4 or 5S or whatever? It's like a ATV winch. It's a four and a half thousand pound winch. And it's also, you know, wirelessly controlled and everything. So I can have a switch in the cab and be able to winch in and out quite easily on my own if I have to, which I generally will be. Um, and yeah, I think uh, those are some things that you're going to see in the meantime. I, you know, I would like to do the tires and get a good set of rims on there and everything. Uh, we don't have a good selection of rims in South Africa, and I've been looking at the steel ones, and they're just like... Steel's probably better, but they're just boring. You know, and I'm like... I've done so much with this car. The last thing I want to do now is put, like, on some steel rims or something. So just do, like, just for the sake of it. And they're heavy, so I've got enough weight on the car. I would like to find something, a nice alloy rim that's, you know, got a good look, that's got a good, you know good strength rating and everything that might be able to work just as well. Um, but chances are I'll end up going with a steel rim. And then, yeah, 235.75 mud terrains. You heard it, yeah. I don't think I'll have those tires on all the time. So I think it's, you know, A, I'd have to put on a different set of rims to fit the tires. But I think B, I'll have that for when I do really extreme stuff as well as shows and stuff like that you know if i do any photo shoots or anything with the car then i think we'll have the mud terrains on i think in terms of daily driving i don't know look i mean with the mud terrains hey bf goodridge if you want to put on km3s i mean i would also i'd, I'd do that i'd play around with that but i would like to try the general grabber x3s and i would like to try the general grabber all-terrain threes as well so we might see a tire change on the Jimneys in the you know in the not too long term um a just for research purposes i'm sure there's a lot of you out there who would love to see you know the difference and you know is there can i get better fuel consumption is kind of what i'm playing around with uh for the especially for the daily stuff and will it change the stability and the handling of the vehicle so at the moment i'm toying around with that there's there's two different tires i'm looking at uh, i'm looking at the goodyear wrangler adventure 
I know it's a good tire. I know it's fuel efficient. I know it's solid and wet performance. I know it's a good tire. The only thing is I know it's not the best in certain situations. Um, so that's kind of in terms of as far as, far as like being the ultimate little off-roader, I think 235 X3 would probably be overkill, but it would be epic. And I think it would be really great in the sand. It would be great in mud. It would be great in everything. So that would be quite cool to play around with and, and test out. Especially that in combination with dropped gears and, um, you know, the lockers. Then this thing will be really mean. I'm thinking about it and, like, there's an alternative setup that I can do for this Jimny, which might solve a couple of problems. But I would have to make a small sacrifice for convenience. And that would be pulling off the current rooftop tent and putting on a smaller, more traditional fold-out rooftop tent. And then being able to store some jerry cans on the roof. That might solve some problems. Um, so you might see something like that in the future, especially when we start getting expedition ready. Um, if I can't get somebody to help me build a trailer, um, who wants to get on board and, and do that? Because I don't think this uh, wild dog bumper is... Um, I don't think I can retrofit a tow hitch on here. So that would have to be up to Rainier at Wild Dog just to see what would be possible with that. And we won't be able to retrofit any sort of jerry can holders on it either. So there would have to be a completely redesigned rear bumper um, to be able to fit jerry cans and things. If I could get that and I could get a swing out arm that can hold 40 liters of fuel, then we might be able to look at keeping the, the, the easy on blade and not having to worry about putting on a different rooftop tent. Otherwise, what I would have to do is I'd have to put on a different rooftop tent um, and then put on jerry cans on the roof. Another alternative is putting on a tow hitch and having a tiny trailer behind the vehicle that can then carry uh, water and fuel uh, and firewood and stuff like that, which would be ideal. I'd love that, especially nice big chunky tires on it and just like rough and tough, just a box that can just carry all the all the things, but yeah, I I might even in the future end up playing going back to not having, you know, a rooftop tent on, because I think what I might do is I might end up getting, you know, in maybe a year or two's time, I might end up getting another vehicle, because uh, I mean obviously I'll have to build another car at some point, you know what I mean, and you know there's a couple cars that I'm looking at that I really like that would be good platforms to kind of build something unique on. Um, well, yeah, I, would, I don't know if it would be unique, but it would be something really cool. And so there's two vehicles I'm looking at. The one is the FJ Cruiser, and the other one is the Isuzu D-Max. So, I mean, you guys can let me know about that, you know, which ones you think would be cool to see. I think the FJ Cruiser, I would have the same issues as the Jimny. I think in terms of its payload that it can carry, in terms of fuel and all of that, is not enough for... Like, you could do it, but you're going to have to severely modify the vehicle. But it is capable of that. You know what I mean? It's got enough power. It's got a big enough engine. You can do that kind of stuff with it. So and it, But it's still an insane off-road performer. So you might see something like that. I am just, like, have this image in my mind of this, not black, but, like, this really dark gray um, FJ Cruiser black bumpers and 
the easy on blade on it and you know awning and all that stuff i think it'd be really sick so there's the <laughs> the gear porn part of me that's like oh my god i want these things but there's also like the reality side of it where if you know we end up doing guided tours and stuff with Rome overlanding we end up helping like taking people on trips with us um you know we might need a proper support vehicle and that's where having something like a kb dmax like the i mean the isuzu dmax would be really nice because having a utility vehicle we can you know put a put a 90 liter national lunar in there or to you know carry firewood carry and really use that vehicle as more of a support vehicle so that you know we can carry poiki pots and you know cook food for people and, and and have storage and stuff so that might be cool and i know it's an incredibly capable vehicle it'll also be able to carry camera equipment and all that stuff and then maybe we see a shift in how the chimney is kitted out you know maybe i transfer the blade and the awning over onto the kb and then keep the chimney light and mean just for off-roading you know i mean can you imagine like the big mud tires locked axles you know a lower center of gravity not having all the rooftop tents and everything on there feel like we can have so much fun with the chimney and i do think that's where a lot of people what they don't like about the rooftop tent is that it almost ruins the fun of the chimney for some people because it is such an incredibly capable vehicle but its best advantage is that it's small and light and i have realized that as well and like i see you know i drove in a little if a little uh, sj the other day and like Oh, it just brought home the spirit of Jimny for me. Is that just that amazing little vehicle that just goes anywhere and has got so much attitude and so much spirit. And sometimes I feel like I'm squishing the spirit out of my little Jimny. But then there's other times where I'm like, it just handles everything. And it's just like, no matter what I throw at it, it's just like, okay, cool, that's ridiculous, but I guess I can handle that. Um... So yeah, I know there's a lot of things up in the air. I'm sure you can hear it from me. Like my mind is in a lot of different places, but there's a lot of exciting stuff that's going to be happening. And I just, this, yeah, the next year is going to be crazy and I'm going to push this little Jimny to the max. And then I think from there, like, you know, I would I can show people all the different things you can do to the Jimny. And then probably from there, I'll kind of taper it back to like, okay, cool. This is where I really find the sweet spot is with the Jimny, you know, um, and I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really, really epic journey, so look, this is just a little update, you know, I just wanted to get in touch with you guys, and, you know, just update you with things that are going on, I mean, there's one more thing before we sign out, um, but for my patrons, this is even a secret to them, they don't even know about this yet, but I'm getting a, a really, really cool designer from the States, to put something together for me for some limited edition merch, which is going to be super cool. Um, and that is going to be kind of limited to a certain, it's not going to be a certain level of Patreon. It's going to be a certain amount of donation. And it's not just, obviously you're buying a shirt. So there's the material value of what it is, but it's also something really special and something really cool. It's costing me a lot to get the design done. Um, so I, you know, do need to kind of recoup that money back and then plus have money to put towards doing crazy trips and stuff like that and, and running the channel and everything. So there's something really cool coming up and it's probably going to be shirts and hoodies, but the design is going to be sick and it's going to be 
this might not be the only version of it. I'm going to do a couple of these limited edition versions and they're going to only be unlocked by being a patron for X amount of time and donating X amount to Rome Overlanding. So it's going to be something super cool. So, I mean, the patrons will see that first, obviously, um, to their benefit. So that'll be released as soon as that, as soon as it can be. The guys working on the designs now, you know, I need to pay for everything. It's, that's all coming up soon. But I think it's going to be super special. And it's just going to bring an, a level to Patreon rewards that I think, I think will motivate people a little bit more also to like, oh, cool. I want to support this guy not just because I enjoy his content and I and I love what he's doing or whatever, but damn, he's got cool things. He's got some really cool merch, and I want to get my hands on that. So I think that's also going to be really exciting. So I hope you guys stay tuned to see all of those developments and everything. And if you haven't checked out the merch store on that, you know already, please do. Uh, I'll put the links in the show notes below. But otherwise, thanks for joining. And there's going to be a video coming out soon and another one after that. And then I need to get my ass to some adventure somewhere. But I'm hosting a poll on the Patreon at the moment and my patrons are going to decide where I'm going to head off to. So if you also want to get involved on that kind of level, check out the Patreon and, uh, you know, donate a coffee or a sandwich every month. It really makes a big difference to, to what I can do with Rome Overlanding. So peace for now. And I'll see you on the next adventure. Cheers, guys.